Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. For each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to focus our discussions on things that will challenge you to change the way you think about your workplace ministry and your life in Christ. And today, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're focusing on how to be thankful in everything, whether it's our work, our family, our marriages, or the adversity that God puts in our lives. I've got Martha by my side today, and as we do this show, we're looking to just challenge you and how you look at Jesus Christ and how you look at your relationship with your Heavenly Father and how grateful you are and where you are today. It says in Romans, not Romans, how about 1 Thessalonians 5.18? I love the way it says this in the Amplified Bible. It says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. Martha, as we look at our, our the show, as we look at being thankful, how d- you're, you're, you're way more a glass half full person than I am. You're, you're, well, I'm not a glass half full. I, I tend to be glass half empty. You're a glass half full person. You are way, you, you tend to be naturally more thankful. How did God do that in you? (laughs) Wow, that's a loaded question. I don't really know how he did it in me, but he gave me the ability to look at the world in a way that I'm always thinking about the good in it. (laughs) I was hoping you'd 
talk a little longer so I can eliminate that echo. But we got we got <laughs> okay. a little we got a little echo on today's line. I think it's probably just there's so many people listening today that we're just that they're all fighting for the well space. Yeah, the space. That's it. All right. So listen, well, we're we like thankful to, that there might be a lot of people listening. That's right. So listen as. As we open up the show today, we'd like to invite you, our listeners, to call into the show today and talk about how you're thankful. You know, as Martha and I share from our hearts about how we're thankful, we'd like to invite you to be thankful online, online and on the air, because we're get, we're we're listened to all over Tampa and we're listened all over the world. So call into the studio line if you've got something you'd like to share with Tampa Bay about how you're thankful. Call 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929, or text us on the show, 727-487-9863, and then Andrea can send that on to me because we're on location today. But call on the student line. Let us know how you're thankful, 855-265-2929. All right, so, you know, Martha, it's a sad reality that we only focus on being intentional, or how about being intentionally thankful this week of the year, the week of Thanksgiving. It's so much easier for us to be thankful this week. First of all, we get a three-day work week. <laughs> well, and it's expected for us to be thankful. It's funny because as I was working with customers this week, a lot of people would say, Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving. You know, I'm thankful for your store. I'm thankful for my family I'm going to see. They'd go on and on. And I, sadly enough, I think part of it is expected. And I kept thinking to myself, I need to really be thankful, not just, be the salutation of the holiday. <laughs> well, and you're thanking people for buying stuff at the store. So if it was if it was only our store, then you could be thanking them for actually contributing to our Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but they are they are thank they are they are contributing. All right. So when you look at um, yeah this week, you know, I, I, if we could only get that attitude of being thankful all year long mm -hmm. because you know I'm so excited. We got all of our kids are going to be together. Not, I guess that's not all not so true. We got our foster daughter up in Minnesota and her family. They're not going to be here, but we'll, we'll be with them vicariously. They're in the cold and the snow. We'll be down here suffering in the temperatures here in Florida. But it's just family. The phones won't work because I'm going to turn off the wireless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to block all cell signals in the home. But it, it's just quiet. It's just us. And it's so easy to be thankful for an extra day off and a day when it's just your family. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the days of the year, it's so much harder when you're busy, you got job uh, or multiple jobs, and you, you know schedules are busy. Your kids are running this direction, that direction. I mean, maybe you got some health issues. It's hard to be thankful every day of the year. It's easy to be thankful tomorrow because almost you know most people have food tomorrow because there's food shelves that stock up for it. But how do you how do you start to develop? Uh, maybe maybe this is the question. Why do you think it's so hard to be thankful throughout the year? Hmm. Well, I think for a lot of us, we just get stuck into a routine and we think about how busy we are or tired we are or, oh, I need to plan dinner tonight or I need to go get groceries or whatever it might be. And you lose perspective a lot of times on why you're doing what you're doing and being thankful that we have a job, and even for those that don't have a job, being thankful that they can go look for a job or that they have the resources to make do for a while, um, just being more, not so caught up in the routine. 
Routine is, is such a nasty word, the routine thing. <laughs> and it is, and we've got our own routine. It's just called crazy. That's right. You know, we talked last week on the show when we were together about margin, not margarine, margin. <laughs> and uh, we, it was a great discussion, but it's something that we really struggle with because as we're rolling out I Work For Him, we've gone to five days a week. As we're rolling out new businesses, we had groups that we talked about yesterday. And you're working a full-time job, and I'm doing other things to get things done. It's hard to be thankful when you're just crazy busy. Much easier to be thankful when things are good. Mm. Much harder to be thankful in everything. Even the craziness, even bad health, uh, or whatever it may be. Or being poor, being rich, being sick, being healthy. It's hard to be thankful in everything. One of my favorite verses. When Paul talks about learning to be content in every situation. And really, I think contentment and thanksgiving thankfulness actually go hand in hand because <laughs> if you are content with where God has you right now then you're able to give thanks for where he has you right now. Yeah, I love that version Paul because it is something I have learned I have well, it's been my life first now since 1999, and people may think that's funny. Well, I didn't really have a life first before then, and I found that verse, and it really resonated with me. It really was something that, that like, wow, I can learn to be content. And, and really, together as a couple, we've learned to be content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it's, and you're right. In being content, you learn to be thankful. Why, why is it that you think, though, that people in America have such a hard time being thankful? I think that maybe because we can see so many other people in the lives that they're living and always looking that maybe the grass is greener on the other side and I'm not as thankful for where I'm at. I want to be where they're at. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right perspective, but we live in a society where we can see very unrealistic lifestyles around us. And I think that causes discontent. It causes us to see what we don't have rather than being thankful for what we do have. Well, and I think that, you know, in this country, there's always somebody better off than you, and there's always somebody worse off than you, and it's easy to catch that. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely, definitely a case. Very, very hard. You said something made me think of something else. I'm having Mm -hmm. one of those moments. You said, (laughs) boy, I lost it. Lost it there for a minute. And it made me want to go on a rampage about something. Oh. Yep, it's lost. Just work up there. It was it was something about something. I don't know what it was. All right, when what I, let's talk about perspective. You and I have gone on a couple of trips to other parts of the world, mm-hmm. uh, third world countries, uh, to go on missions trip. Really, just to go and support other missionaries. We didn't really make much of an impact, but we were going there just to learn about the ministry so we could be supportive of those ministries, and you know, brought along food and clothing just as a as a bonus, but. It wasn't until I spent those two different trips in the Dominican that I actually looked at it and said, wow, those people are content and thankful and grateful. First of all, they're grateful for every meal. They're thankful for every meal. They're thankful for every piece of clothing that they have. They're thankful for their homes. They're thankful for their health. And they have so little. In our perspective, they have so little. Correct. But they have so much because they live vibrantly. They do because, number one, they don't really know what they're missing. So what I was just saying about how we can see everybody else in these other lifestyles, they don't even have access to that social media and TV that are showing them things that are unrealistic. But then also they're grateful for what they have. They've worked for it. They've 
most of the time have delayed gratification, which is something Americans don't even know how to grasp, but delayed gratification for the most part. Um, but then being able to just be alive in the moment where they live in that other country. And, of course, we're talking about being thankful for possessions, but it is so much more than that because we talked about health and knowledge of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and our family. All right, Martha, we're talking about being thankful and everything. And, yes, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We really want to make sure that we demonstrate a great attitude of Thanksgiving. And it's so hard to do that when life sends you curves. <laughs> you know, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to laugh about that, but we're facing a little curve here today as we're on location. But, you know, how do you how do you maintain an attitude of thankfulness when things don't go the way you want them to go? I think that for me, and I guess maybe I've trained myself or God's just trained me that over time I always am trying to look at what are the other possibilities? What else could be the reason for something that looks negative. Is it really negative? Because a lot of times the end result is um, better than what you anticipated. So say you are planning A and you're given B or C, you know, throughout your day, and actually B or C ended up being better than what you thought you would have at the beginning of your day. So um, I guess I've learned to look for that, to look for, okay, I'm going to take this situation and how can I make it the best situation rather than getting hung up on all the negative of, of a, a disappointment or something not going the way that I had it planned or something like that. You know, I think comparison. You know, we, we look at, yes, this is a workplace ministry show. It's a faith at work show. It's a show that really tries to help you recognize that your workplace is your mission field. And we work around people that are ungrateful. They may be ungrateful for their jobs. They may be grateful for their jobs. Mm -hmm. They may have more money than you. They may have less money than you. But they, they, they have, there's always people to compare to. There's always people that um, can make a difference uh, in how you look at things. I mean, if you, if you sit next to Bob in accounting, and Bob is always an up guy, even when his fingers are falling off, then it's easy to be positive around Bob. But when you're next to Judy in accounting, not to pick on the women and the men, sorry. You're next to Judy in accounting and everything's always glass half empty. It's harder. Mm -hmm. But so how, how in the workplace, you know, you work in a very fast-paced environment where, you know, customers are not always, sometimes it can be a challenge. It can be challenging. So how do you maintain being positive around them? Well, first of all, I must say I'm incredibly blessed to have wonderful customers, and I think part of that is because well, we. Good plug. We're talking about it a Karis Christian book. Yes, of course. <laughs> located in the first, uh, the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Indian Rocks. Thank you so much. Um, but we are really blessed, and I think because people know they're coming into a Christian environment, that might be part of it. We also know our customers, so people have a face. You know, sometimes if you go to a big box store and you're having a bad day and you need to do a return and customer service isn't very helpful, we could be snotty and think nobody's going to care, but we still are reflecting Christ. So anyway, in our environment, I tend to get customers that are pretty happy even when they have a problem that I need to resolve. So um, with that being said, I guess, um, again, just looking at the situation and making it the best that I can. And I guess I was thinking you um, looked at a lot of verses that talk about being thankful and things like that. And I think maybe growing up, I've heard a lot of 
promises from God that, you know, to give thanks in all circumstances and things like that. Yeah, but you're you're just a naturally positive person. Well, but I... Which is what I love about you. I think it's awesome. But that's God-given. I really believe that that's God-given. And um, that's something that, you know, I just, I like to... Give people the benefit of the doubt. I like to. You do. Sometimes it drives me crazy. You're like, why are you defending them? But, um, but the but the bottom line is, is that we have been called to be thankful. Um, sometimes it's a lot harder than others. And I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit about my favorite song, about what if blessings come through raindrops, um, oh, Laura yeah. Story's song. Yes, yes, we will. In fact, we will do that very shortly. You know, why don't we? You know, we, we talk about God's priority for our lives. That, it, that if anybody's wondering, okay, what's God's will for my life? Number one, his number one will for you in, his, in, in your life is to have a deep personal relationship with him. Uh, and that was made possible through Jesus Christ and what Jesus did on the cross for us, dying for your sins and then raising from the dead, paying the price permanently for mm-hmm. sin and, and giving you that opportunity. So that's our priority. And so we need to start with being thankful for mm-hmm. that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then for those of us that are married and blessed enough to be married, to be thankful for your spouse, even in those difficult days when they're not so easy to get along with, which with Martha's, you know, like about five minutes of once a month, not a big deal. I have, she has significantly more challenges with me. But okay, so being thankful for your relationship with your Heavenly Father, being thankful for your spouse, then being thankful for your family, then being thankful for your job, but to do it in that order and just to be, to, to, to maintain, to, to gain an attitude of thankfulness. How can you, well, you know, here's my perspective, and I think how you can do this. You gotta go. You gotta have a paradigm shift. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think for me, the the paradigm shift on the paradigm shift on possessions really came when we jo- when, went through Crown Ministries back in '99. Yes, we we did. all of a sudden realized that it didn't matter. We no longer need to keep up with the quote unquote Joneses. That we needed to be content with what we had and be thankful for what we have, even if it's not as much as some people. We always know it's always more than somebody else. Uh, and, and so it's gaining that perspective to be able to look at somebody that doesn't have a relationship with our Heavenly Father because they deny the existence of Jesus. We can be thankful that God opened up our eyes, mm-hmm. you know, to be, you know, for somebody that maybe has lost a spouse as we go into uh, uh, this uh, this holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's to be thankful that we still have each other. Sure. Even on those days Aww. when maybe it's not so hard, easy to be <laughs> thankful, honey, for me. All right. Um, and, and then. The um, being thankful for our kids. Mm-hmm. Some people have lost kids. Some people's kids have grown and rebelled against them. You know, we've got a tremendous amount to be thankful for. All our kids still talk to us. Yay. And, and, and it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. we have a great relationship with all of our kids. Now, as you're listening to the show, hopefully they're not going to call in and go, eh. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but then to be thankful for our jobs. Uh, because in this economy, certainly in Tampa Bay, I don't, you know, I don't know around the world, but I know in some, some parts of the country, jobs are better. And they pay better. In Tampa Bay, it's still tough to get good-paying jobs, and it's still tough to find work that's not tenuous. I mean, the economy is still struggling here. Just to be thankful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And that, how about the simple things, being thankful for your health? Right. I mean, I complain about my hips bother me all the time, but I'm able to play racquetball a couple times a week. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's really, I think, goes back to what you said about being a paradigm shift, Jim, because um, – we, like you said, you can always see somebody being better off than you, but maybe being worse off than you, in our opinion. But doesn't it come down to being selfish? Because if you're 
selfish, it's harder to be thankful for where you're at. I think if the if it's me focused, if it's um, what's in it for me, it's a lot harder. Oh, W I I F M, as my buddy Robert says. <laughs> yeah. W I I F M, brought to you by yourself. What's in it for me? Yeah. So I think if we're if we become focused like that, then it's very hard to be thankful because we're always looking for well, what am I going to get out of it, or what's in it. For me, just like you So said. what What are some things? Let's talk about some practical things people can do a, as we head into the top of the hour. What are some practical things people could do tomorrow around the Thanksgiving table? And some people are going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And some people are going to be with family that they don't like. And some people are going to be with family that they love. But how, how can they start to gain that attitude of gratitude? Well, a, 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 that's a phrase out of the 70s or 80s or something. An attitude of gratitude, being thankful. Well, I think for some people, if they really struggle with it before they ever get to where they're going tomorrow, to really pray about it and say, Lord, help me to see something I can be grateful for. And I think putting words behind that is really important for people to know um, what you're thankful for. So although a lot of people, you know, you think of it as a... um, tradition or whatever, but be going around the table and, and talking about what you're thankful for, but all, but putting words to it. And that goes back to what you were saying, why, you know, it's easy to do it on Thanksgiving day, but what about the rest of the year? For a lot of people, they have a hard time saying thank you. They have a hard time saying, thank you for being my good friend. Thank you for sticking by me when I've had a bad day. I am thankful for your um, support or encouragement or whatever it might be because um, it's that humility, selfishness. Well, and that's what I was going to go with, the humility thing, because if we can put our pride aside, Mm -hmm. it's much easier to be thankful, I I think. And and here's... And I'm not quite sure. We have to think through that. Neither of us have doctorates in theology, but somehow when you put your pride aside, it's easier to be thankful. And, and I was thinking, you know, you may be going to dinner tomorrow with some people that you haven't forgiven. And it's very hard to be thankful for people that you haven't forgiven. Uh, but just to be able to start the day with an attitude of humility and going, you know what, I'm just going to ask forgiveness for not forgiving that person, and see if I can start the day off different or mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because family gatherings are a challenge yep. to your faith. <laughs> not, not all of not we've got fam- we've got perfect families. They're not perfect, but we love them, and we love them through whatever we're going through. Yes, so we do. We're, and we're disappointed at this Thanksgiving. All of we'll our family, all over the country. They're all over, from sea to shining, stinking sea. That's right. <laughs> but we might be in the warmest weather. I'm pretty sure, from New Jersey to Hawaii to the frozen tundra of Minnesota down to Arizona. That's right. I believe our weather will be the best. That's correct. <laughs> all right. So th- just, I-, I think that again, that trip. I always recommend for. Christian business people that are leaders or owners to get out of the country, to start to gain a better Mm. paradigm, to start to gain a better perspective on being thankful. Mm -hmm. Because when you see how other people have it, it's so much easier to be thankful. When when somebody's on their deathbed in the hospital, it's much easier to look at yourself with a couple of aches and pains and maybe a little arthritis and go, (laughs) I got it way better. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to surround yourself with people that don't have it as good as you so that you can be grateful for what you have. Yep. And to serve those people is even better because that's what Jesus did. He constantly surrounded himself with people that he could serve. Right. All right. You mentioned, you mentioned Martha, that there's tons and tons of verses about being thankful. What's mm-hmm. your favorite one? Oh, favorite. Um, probably the, one of the more 
known ones, probably like, oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. That's Psalms 105.1. And see, I like Philippians 4.6 because this describes my life. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, be made known to God. And not to be anxious. So anytime you're anxious, anytime you're worrying about stuff, every time you're worried about the details, which, yeah, I'm a detail guy, I'm always worrying about the details, I need to just stop because the scriptures tell me, don't, don't be anxious about anything. I love that. I can, I can maybe do, there could be a movie, we can make a movie about, don't be anxious. Yeah, probably wouldn't okay, go Okay, well, think okay. about that one. All right, we'll but think about you know that. what? One of the things I love about that verse, um, by the way, that's when our daughter really likes, Sarah really likes that verse, too. Um, uh, that'd be older Sarah or younger Sarah? Sarah Michelle. Okay, Sarah Michelle. Um, okay, not so, Sarah Louise. So um, we often talk in marriage mentoring not to say always and never and everything, but this verse very specifically, because a lot of times we're con- condemning somebody and saying they always um, leave the dishes out on the counter. Well, that can't possibly be true. There has to be a time when they haven't done that. So um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, God says, in prayer and supplication with the thanksgiving. So it's not just praying about it. It's doing it with a thankful heart. But he's telling us to do that for everything. So how do you put that into practice in the workplace? Because that's, you know, when we're at work, it's hard to stop when you're, you know, when everything just seems bleak. It's hard to stop and say, Lord, thank you so much that our sales are down 50% this month. I'm not going to be upset and anxious about this because I know you got my back. Uh, Thank you. That's a hard prayer. It is. It is. But um, acknowledging that we need his help, um, that this is something we maybe can't do on our own. Although I I always struggle with that balance between um, how much inactivity is laziness. You know, it's like trusting God, but yet he gave us skills that we need to use. So we need to analyze that report or figure out how to make sales better, but to do that by leaning on him for strength. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. And again, it's a perspective thing. We talked about how we really just need to gain that proper perspective. And, you know, we take for granted being able to walk. And we've got our good buddy. In fact, we've got new listeners right now. They just texted me saying, we're listening to your awesome. show. Ken and Sue Thompson are listening Hi, to the show today. You know, And we take for granted being able to walk every day. And our buddy Ken hasn't been able to walk normal for forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he just had his, his ankle rebuilt for the third third time mm-hmm. what a great thing as it was sliced open but to be thankful that he was able to get that surgery right uh, and but you know i remember what it was earlier when we were talking about that perspective we need to gain because the grass always looks greener somewhere else mm-hmm. and i remembered I, I, I it was probably a good thing that i forgot then and i'm not sure it's great that i remember now but <laughs> everybody hang on know, hang on for it you know we, we're constantly everybody's always looking well they've got it better off than me the grass is greener over there and so we're, we work really, really hard to get over there, and then when we get there, we realize the only reason the grass was greener over there, wait for it, wait for it, is because there's a leaky septic tank, and it's fertilizing the disgusting grass. Now, people in Florida have a harder time with that analogy, but all, those of you listening in other parts of the country and around the world, you all understand the septic tank idea if you live out in the country. And when it's leaky, that's kind of gross. So, But it fertilizes. It makes things appear to be better than they are. Mm-hmm. And that's why the mission trip was so powerful for us. 
Uh, and that's why marriage retreats are so powerful for people to just get that perspective, um, just that freshness in your in your heart. You know, you just said a really key word because in the college group at our church, um, they take the kids on retreats and they call them perspective retreats. And the whole reason is they're taking them somewhere to give them a new perspective on life. This last weekend, they went and served in, um, at a at a ministry and well, give um, it a plug. Give kids the world okay, over there in Orlando. Give kids the world in Orlando. And, we'll send them a bill. And, and what a great thing! No, they're a ministry. You're not going to send them a bill. Okay, we'll send them a thank you. But. They, I love that Rob calls that a perspective retreat because it, it's helping um, young people especially to gain some perspective at, as to what is reality. So. Well, and I think one of the, one, a really powerful thing you could do, if you're looking for gaining some perspective tomorrow mm-hmm. or gaining some perspective between now and New Year's, take your family and go serve at a place like Metropolitan Ministries for a morning or a local homeless shelter when it's a cold morning or you know some place where there's other people not near as well off as you, so you can gain some perspective and appreciate what you have. There's places in St. Pete and Tampa you can go and you can always find homeless people. Now, some of those homeless people want to be homeless, but some of those people don't want to be homeless. Mm-hmm. And go and have a conversation and understanding. We need to do what we can to gain perspective. I remember, and I, I was trying to think of how old I must have been. It was before we might we moved to when I was in middle school. So sometime before I was 15, on a Thanksgiving Day, I got it in my head that I wanted to go serve, and my parents took me to the local YMCA, and I served meals, and I can see that picture today. It made such an impact. We've been talking about being thankful and everything, and in the workplace, you know, it's you've got to have perspective. You know, it's hard sometimes to be grateful for your job when you got a boss you don't like or maybe you have a job you don't like until you meet somebody who doesn't have a job and wish they had a job even one they didn't like. Mm. That's perspective. That is good. Perspective. I mean, you got some, it's it's hard to be thankful and grateful for a job that's an hour commute each way until you meet somebody who's got an hour and a commute two hours each way. You know, it's hard to be grateful for a job that pays only ten bucks an hour when you meet your buddy who's got a job for twelve bucks an hour until you meet somebody who's got a job that pays minimum wage. Then all of a sudden you're grateful for your job. So, and I think it's it's perspective. It's a perspective we bring in. Jesus calls for us to be content. That's what Paul was writing about in Philippians four eleven through thirteen. We've got to learn to be content, and in that contentment, learning to be thankful. You know, baby, I think probably one of the the biggest things that I love that's helped us to be grateful for our marriage is being marriage mentors. Mm-hmm. Over the last fifteen years, we've seen some not so pleasant marriages. Mm-hmm. Which every time <laughs> after we walk through that, then we think, hmm. Uh, we need to be thankful for our marriage. I mean, uh, we've been given a gift from God, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah. I mean, we have a fantastic marriage. I mean, I I, I know that people say you got to work really hard at it. I don't feel like I have to work very hard at it. I think you probably have to work pretty hard at it. But I, I I'm so grateful for it. But what I'm grateful for is the fact that we're able to share just how much we enjoy being married with other people. And that's what we get to do when we do our marriage retreats. You know, we've done marriage retreats at, on camps, uh, at church. And we did one last year on a cruise ship. We're getting ready to do one on a cruise ship in February coming up. In fact, wouldn't that make a great Christmas present? That would be an amazing Christmas present for you, somebody. You know, when we launched the, the when we did the rollout for the marriage, mar- Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Part 2, Year 2, mm-hmm. uh, the cost was like $1,040. And the price kept dropping and dropping. And, and I don't know where it's at today, but there's still openings. We still have openings for people to give a fantastic Christmas present to your marriage. Husbands and wives to your marriage 
Sign up today. You should sign up today and, and, and take advantage of taking your – and you don't need to give yourselves Christmas presents. You don't need anything anyway, mm-hmm. but you could use to invest in your marriage and – they can find out all about, where can they find out all about our cruise, your, your way to a better marriage, Martha? Well, two different ways. They can go to our website, which is iworkforhim.com, I, and that's the number four. And right on the main page, the first tab on the left is the marriage cruise information, and also on our Facebook page. And while they're on our Facebook page, they can like the page while they're there. and then That's great, because we're trying to head towards 1,000 likes by year end. Yeah, and it's a great way for us to communicate with everybody. So that's why we really encourage that. It's not so much about the number of likes, but that we want to communicate what's going on. And on a daily basis, I try to put posts out there about what we're going to be talking about so people can engage in the conversation and keep up with um, our archives as well. All right, you're going you're to laugh at why I'm – you're going you're gonna to love why I'm laughing. We just got a text from one of our listeners that said, you know, when we're re- born in Christ, we gain a whole new family. Hmm. And sometimes that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's a good thing because our, now I've got a great family, you've got a great family, but some people don't come from such great families. Mm -hmm. But when when we come to Christ, when we become a Christ follower, we become part of a greater family Mm -hmm. that we then grow closer to. And and that can be refreshing for people. All right, going back to the, and I want to make sure, uh, that was a great point. Thank you for making that point, Robert. That was a great point. That was a great point. And I want to just say to that same fact is that, um, you know, when you were talking about perspective and family and everything, we do, we are incredibly blessed because we have parents that are still married and have made a great um, example of their lives a for legacy. us, um, which is, I know, a very a rarity in today's society. So we take that um, honor very seriously to pass it on to other people. And that's why we do the marriage cruises, um, so that we can encourage other people to get this, gain a good biblical perspective on their marriages. Well, and really, the way we do the marriage cruise, it's like half vacation, half marriage retreat. Actually, it's probably more like four-fifths vacation, one-fifth marriage retreat because we leave on a thursday night out of tampa bay and this year we're going on royal caribbean brilliance of the seas fantastic ship, ship absolutely gorgeous ship uh we, we we leave on a thursday night we get back on a monday morning but thursday night friday night saturday night sunday night we get to eat together with a bunch of people that really want to work on their marriages so mm-hmm. you can make some new friends mm-hmm. friday during the day while we're at sea on our way to cozumel the caribbean destination of every cruise ship around the world um so while we're at sea we do a couple of sessions of a marriage retreat, and then we have an optional session for some uh, some optional conversations. Uh, and then the next day, we're on Cozumel. That's right. And it's just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Be with your spouse. Make new friends. Enjoy the Caribbean Mexican style. That's right. And then the next day, you're back on a cruise ship heading back towards Tampa. Again, you're eating. You're filling your face full of things that you probably shouldn't eat. But you're investing in marriages. Again, we have a couple more marriage retreat sessions. But all of these things are – it's not lecture. It's conversations. It's, it's, yes, it's guided by Martha and I. But it's us investing in you, the heavenly, our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, and your relationship with Jesus Christ, investing in you and your marriage. But learning how to gain that proper perspective so that you can work on your marriage on your own. And the whole time, you're with your spouse. So. And- yeah. What better thing to be doing? So in fact, you can't get away from your spouse. You're true. on a ship in the middle of the Caribbean. You're stuck. You can't get away. You share a room. Oh. You know, anytime you get away, whether it's a missions trip in a, in another country 
or serving at Metropolitan Ministry or going on a marriage cruise, all of those, when you come back home, you do gain a new perspective mm-hmm. because you're walking through the doors with fresh eyes. You're either rested or you've seen um, the world in a different way that God's just opened up your eyes to. And that helps you to be able to be thankful for where you're at. Well, it's kind of fun. People may go on the cruise and when they're leaving, they can't wait to get away from their kids. And by the time they get home, they actually miss their kids. Yeah. It's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But the, I, I think to, to me, the, the highlight, besides being with you, honey, uh, is... Being on that cruise, it's the it's the cell phones that don't work. I know you love I just that. Just love that. I mean, it's not about gonna, planning your meals. It's no, no, because we always kind of shoot from the hip on our meals anyway. But but what what I really what I love. Don't take offense to that. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I love no, you. No, no, no. I meant that we don't have to. Plan we don't have to plan. It's great. Yeah. It's absolutely great. But what what I love is the fact that I, I just hope they don't mess that up and make it so we can get cell phones on cruise ships. Yeah, I just that hope that be they, good. yeah, because it, it just need to go away. It's just nice to go away. All right. So when we talk about the, we, we're just inviting you. If you and your or your husband or you and your wife would like to get away and give each other an incredible Christmas gift somewhere under $1,000, all-inclusive, right out of Tampa, going to Cozumel, five days, four nights, marriage retreat cruise, cruise your way to a better marriage with Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and I work for him. Sign up today. Go to our website, iwork4him.com, and find out more, or send us an email, Jim at I work for him, or Martha at I work for him. All right, Martha, Martha you, okay, say your last oh, point. I was just going to say, wouldn't that be well, so great on Christmas morning to have somebody open their stocking and pull out a little picture of a cruise ship and be so surprised? In fact, if you want to give this away as a Christmas present, we've got pictures of the cruise ship we can send you so that you can put together a, 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 a digital presentation. Here. <laughs> well, That's what? great. That's a good idea. Honey. Why are you laughing at me? I, that was just so creative. Well, I so you're saying that. I'm not normally very creative? Okay, okay. You know that. All right. All right, but we'd love to have you join us. We've got 11 or 12 couples going right now. We've got room for 20. So if you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. Find out more information on our website, iworkforhim.com. All right, on Thursday's show, Thanksgiving Day, we pre-recorded this show. We're not working on Thanksgiving, just like you're not working, although we're grateful for our people in the studio that will still be working. We pre-recorded a show with Brad Bright, son of the late Bill Bright, with Campus Crusade for Christ. <laughs> Easy for me to say. It's a powerful discussion on God is the issue. There are no moral absolute unless the God of the Bible absolutely exists. Tune in. It'll prompt a great table discussion around your Thanksgiving table tomorrow. You know, the I Work For Him show is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. I want to ask yourself, as you head into this holiday season and we celebrate the birth of Christ, do you know him? Do you know who Jesus Christ really is? Not the religion that you hear about. We're talking about, do you know him? If you don't, you got to talk to Martha or I, because we know him, and he's impacted our lives, and our lives have never been the same. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him.